Now more than ever, transportation business owners need industry experts at every stage in their company's life cycle. We bring them to you in the hot seat. Welcome to In the Hot Seat with the Tenney Group. I'm Spencer Tenney, and it's good to be with you. We've got a great show today with Bill Lacos from the National Home Delivery Association. Bill, welcome to the hot seat. Great to be here, Spencer. All right. I'm going to jump in here before we heat it up a little bit. Uh, let's just take 30 seconds. Tell us who you are and what you're working on over there at the NHDA. Well, it's my great pleasure to serve the NHDA, the National Home Delivery Association, as the executive director. And uh, we're working on staying warm, so glad to be in the hot seat, given the weather we're all experiencing today. But mostly we're keeping up with the industry, growing the association, and trying to connect our members to everybody's mutual benefit. Well, I think that's a good start. Let's get rolling here and and, and turn up that heat. So um, you and I, obviously, uh, we work together. We've done three deals in the, in the last mile space in the last 12 months. Part of that is there's so much activity in interest, opportunity, challenges, and you're right there in the middle of it. So what are you doing right now to serve this final mile, last mile industry segment and, and the members, uh, the business owners that serve that particular vertical? Well, Spencer, I think you, I think you nailed um, one of the core environmental uh, factors right now facing the segment, and that's that uh, it's a very, very dynamic environment right now. Uh, dynamic in a good sense. Obviously, uh, the pandemic has had its impact on uh, on operations, on different elements within the white glove final mile sector. But we have been blessed as a segment that um, you know sales have gone up. Uh, people are replacing their appliances, their furniture, their buying exercise equipment, and all of this has led to you know real real solid growth across the segment and when you overlay on that the changes that are occurring uh between the kind of the composition of the membership you're seeing more uh publicly traded companies larger companies you're seeing the traditional independent family-owned businesses continuing to grow uh that the need to create a a place of of, of coordination of being able to convene together, of being able to share challenges, to work together on 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 mutual issues, uh, is what the NHDA has been been doing since they were formed. And we're not very old; been about seven years ago. But uh, that's really been accelerated over the last year, and uh, it's those creating those points of connectivity that we've focused on. Well, in addition to the growth and, you know, in the in the buzz within the sector, there's also been tremendous growth within the NHDA. Tell us about what's driving some of the growth just within membership and interest uh, within the organization itself in a very, like you said, a very short period of time. Yeah, well, so I, I keep reminding myself and to the great credit of the 10 founding members who came together back in 2013, that they started this as uh, friendly competitors. They recognized that there's a unique set of challenges for the heavy goods residential delivery segment. And um, they worked together and I was uh, fortunate to come on board about four years ago to begin to put the pieces together. And you know, since we started with those 10 members, we've now got 62, 63 companies uh, that belong to NHDA. They're 
about evenly split between companies that are in the delivery business themselves and, and managing that process and companies like the Teddy Group that support that enterprise in one form or another, whether it's uh, insurance companies or, or uh, law firms or other professional services groups. We've provided the big umbrella for those folks to come together. And um, frankly, the, the relationship between those two categories of memberships is really one of the core values of the NHDA. Um, you won't find anybody. I remember Joe Lano, one of our vice presidents, uh, when talking about program, uttered a great quote. Joe said, you know, we are the experts in this business, meaning he and his colleagues, and he's right. Many of, many of the members share the same customers, major retailers all across the country. And so it, for many, it would be counterintuitive to, to be, why, why should I get in a room and lock arms with people share best practices, um, work towards initiatives. What have you done to, uh, and what have the other leaders within HEA done to, to, to provide that environment? And, and what would you want others to know about what's happening that would benefit them as they move forward and, 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 and try to thrive within this industry? Yeah, well, we, we, we use the word friendly competitor a lot, and that's certainly true. Um, everybody recognizes the the sort of unspoken boundaries that NHDA is not the forum where you go out and try to grab a new client at the expense of your fellow member. But but that's aside. That that comes with every business. And you know, Spencer, I've spent over thirty five years running business organizations, trade associations, chambers of commerce. Those are all groups of competitors. But every one of them has the shared characteristic that we have in NHDA, which is there are external challenges that are much bigger than any single member, any single company, and can only be addressed uh, with a shared effort. So pulling together for those shared interests is really what's, what drives NHDA. So let's, let's isolate one or two of those challenges. Um, what are they? What are the biggest ones that NHDA, NHDA are, uh, is facing right now? And, and what are the, the members and the leadership within the group doing to combat those? Well, there's uh, there, one of the challenges uh, in our area is always in the regulatory environment. Uh, this is an industry that relies on the broker carrier model. That model has been under attack from uh, several uh, legislative and regulatory agencies over the last five years. Um, nobody gets together in our business and doesn't mention the word California at some point, but the AB5, the Dynamex cases, the um, regulatory environment in Washington, everything on employee misclassification can really Im impose to an individual company an existential threat. So we've been uh, working, we've, you know, participating in some of the legal activities. We have filed comments on behalf of the industry with the Department of Labor. We are engaging in coalitions because we're not alone and um, joining other organizations with, with, with similar interests in that regulatory agenda. And overall, I think helping to get uh, the information out to our members as to what the current state of affairs is and what they can do operationally to see that, you know, that, that they're as protected as can be. Well, I'll compliment you on that because definitely the communication is, is, is very clear and consistent, and that's a great value that you guys are providing to the industry. So looking ahead towards the future, what's on the horizon? What do you see as the big opportunities, not only for this space, but, but also um, within the, the, the National Home Delivery Association? 
Well, I, I think I my, my crystal ball's been a little foggy since uh, last March. What? So, uh, what? It just couldn't <laughs> predict everything. But uh, the, uh, the segment is strong. It's continuing to grow. The larger retail trends um, are really wind in the sails of the heavy goods residential delivery, more furniture, more appliances, more exercise equipment, more of the things that end up in our folks loading docks and in trucks and going into people's homes are handled by NHDA members. So I think we've got a growth scenario in front of us. That said, there's gonna be continue to be this dynamic changes within the industry, new players coming in, consolidation is going to occur. I've witnessed in other industries that whenever you have this kind of environment, not only does consolidation occur and drive the industry to new levels, but it also creates new niches that other people backfill, that new entrepreneurs step into. And, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, those challenges. Uh, we're, we're seeing those be addressed. I think that will be the overall environment for the segment for, for, for the, you know, foreseeable near term. And I would say, you know, let's my let's never look past three years because gosh, who who knows in this day and age what what who that knows? but uh so so that that's kind of the challenge. Translating that to the NHDA is I think we have to continue to listen to the members, to be engaged in setting up initiatives that meet their needs and finding those areas where the collective activity benefits all. If I had to identify two of them, based upon what our leadership has been saying, Spencer, I, I would say there's definitely a niche that NHDA can fill in providing segment-specific information. Right now, you know, home delivery is a huge bandwidth, and there's a lot of broad brush-stroked info out there, but there's very little that is specific to our segment. And I think we can develop those information resources on behalf of the membership. The, the other area is in professional development. This is an unknown segment. You know, it's a huge uh, part of the retail environment, of retail economy. There are great careers to be had in this business. So uh, building that recognition, being able to recruit people, new people to the industry, being able to grow folks within the industry, being able to provide opportunity for all is certainly the kinds of programs that we've had success with and that I think will be a big part of uh, growing NHDA in the future. I love that. All right, we got a wild card question coming at you. Wrap this up now. Um, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you a collegiate athlete at some point? No, I was a collegiate wannabe swimmer, but then I entered my first swimming meet. A guy from the University of Tennessee beat me so bad. It was the only time I was ever congratulated where my the guy in the lane next to me was already in his robe and reaching in. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a very short-lived swimming opportunity at Virginia Tech. Well, I love that. I know that you're a big Virginia Tech Hokie fan as well. So on that note, who's your all-time favorite Hokie basketball or football player? Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, that's a great question. I have a huge Bruce Smith fan. Oh. And, um, you know, Bruce was there uh, when I was there and sort of changed it. But, hey, coming off the Super Bowl and Bruce Arians is a Hokie and Bruce Arians was 
the starting quarterback when I was a freshman in college. So you got to give hats off it right now, at least to Mr. Arians and uh, his success. So he he's a good example of hokey perseverance too, which is yes, he crazy. did. He's a character as well. I like to bring a board. Well, that that me too. Yes. Well, listen, Bill, I appreciate you taking out time to sit in the hot seat. I think you handled the heat pretty well. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at an NHDA meeting soon. That's going to do it for us here. Uh, Once again, Spencer Tenney from the Tenney Group. We'll see you next time.